Hello, everybody. This is the Take Action Podcast, Season 2, Episode 9. Actually, uh, that's my best cold voice that I could do. So, what's up, everybody? Monty and Yuri Podcast, Take Action Podcast with Monty and Yuri, Season 2, Episode 9. You know, we had a great guest last week with Sheena. She was awesome, full of energy. Since then, I bought a house, another one. Oh, uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, bought another one this morning. And also got some offers. The real estate market is really taking off right now. So it's going to be a really busy week for me. Yuri's on his way to getting his license, which will be great because I'm going to need some help here pretty soon with, with all the activity that's going on. But uh, yeah, it's been a great week. Cleared my ears out this morning. About so, time. <laughs> oh my God, man. That's so maddening. But uh, it's been awesome. Yuri, how's your week and how's the weather? Pretty good. It's only been a few days since we recorded our last episode. So things got a little bit better. The sun is shining. We actually finally into spring weather. So about 40 degrees outside, so I don't have That's any more. What well, it's getting there. <laughs> you know, anything above 30 degrees yeah, here in, here, in, yeah, in okay. Green Bay in February, yeah. I'll take it. I'm a little bit bummed because my outdoor studio is melting a little bit. <laughs> so it might be the end of it for this winter, but you never know. Next, okay. win- next winter, we should do a podcast right from your outdoor studio oh for sure and the only reason why i didn't offer do winter podcast because i'm very hideous and weird about like weird sound noises and stuff so i live close to a highway it will be kind of Oh, you'll, you'll be maddening while you're editing it. It'll be crazy. No, but next winter we should probably do like a video cast yeah. from there. Well, that's it, the plan. It will be awesome. Transition to video and start giving the opportunities. Actually, I didn't even tell you this, but I found a, some formats that will allow us to do video and audio and edit all at one time. So. Oh, that's super cool. That's super cool. I always get excited about technical tools. I'm a tech nerd, so anything new or funky, I really enjoy it. For sure. So, all right. So, weather's good. Everything else good in Yuriland? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Living a life. Awesome. Well... (laughs) Today, we brought on one of my childhood buddies and one of my great friends, Ryan Little, who is now a rugby coach and also uh, at the beginning of starting his uh, own hunting show. But he's up from Austin. Uh, he came into town this weekend for a rugby clinic. And so uh, I took advantage of him and you know asked a favor if he could come on the podcast. And you know he only hesitated a second. So that was good. Little, what's happening, man? Hey, good morning. Yeah. So welcome to the podcast. You and I have been buddies, hunting buddies. We've done a lot of stuff together over the last 25 years. Oh, yeah. It could be longer than that, actually. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time. So anyway, like I said, one of my really good, really great friends that's been there. So Little and I went to a high school called Pulaski, Wisconsin. Both played, I think we played basketball together, and that was pretty much it. And then and then you kind of branched off and did your own stuff, and, and I did my own thing. But you really took into rugby. Was it right, at, right around the end of high school, into your early college days is when you started picking up rugby, correct? Yeah, started playing in, in high school. A, a new club formed, and uh, it was, was pretty interesting to me. A couple of my other friends decided that we should we should all go out for it and I haven't looked back since yeah no you've been playing rugby now for 25 years and you've gone quite a ways I mean you've gone all the way to the point where you've gone and played in Australia which is really, really almost the mecca of rugby in the world and traveled around you've coached it at the highest levels here in the states coaching the Austin Blacks and a couple other teams along the way early in your days how did you like you know how was rugby like how did it get you to that point where you wanted to wanted to play rugby and what was it about rugby that made you stay involved with it I'm real competitive 
competitive as a person by nature. So, you know, it was a real great outlet for me to compete with other athletes, you know, constantly testing myself. I really enjoyed the sport. I like a lot of contact sport. It, it's a good mix of physicality and also you have to use your mind so much. It's a good mixture of both. And uh, you can prove that you can play up into your 30s and stuff like that if you take care of your body. Something you can make a lifelong journey. And I think the cool thing about rugby for me was I only played like four games of rugby due to lack of insurance and probably <laughs> the fact that I you know, I didn't understand the game very well and I still, much as I love the sport, I don't really still understand it as well as I probably do other sports, football, basketball, things like that because I've played those sports in the past. One of the things that I love about rugby is the, the camaraderie, the culture is brought on and I think that's the part that attracted me and, and we still, now we, we used to go out after the games back in the day and you know, we still do. This weekend you came home and it was the good old boys were out again and it was just good to see everybody and uh, and bring that. So I think that's a pretty cool aspect of rugby as well. Yeah, there's definitely a real unique aspect about club rugby is you get people from all walks of life that would never really interact with each other in the real world, but they all come together and have a common goal. You got people, you know, doctors, lawyers, welders, service industry. It's, it's pretty neat how it all comes together. So a lot of different personalities. Team thing, which is pretty cool. And the other thing I think which is pretty cool is when you watch the sport of rugby, obviously it's so physical. Guys get in fights during the game and then after the game they hug and go drink beer together and bygones are bygones they leave it on the field it's a little similar to like hockey i think when when you picture me a rugby battle. Yeah, I mean, I think that's where it comes, you know, and originally from England and then, you know, played a lot of countries and you realize, you know, you just kind of leave it all on the field and then when it's over, it's over. I think it's got a little different feel to it than a lot of American sports. So definitely one of the aspects of it that make it, uh, in my opinion, a lot more fun to, to play. Yeah, for sure. And for those, like, for example, like people like me, I grew up in, in Belarus, which close to England, but we never had much rugby. We had basketball, we had soccer, hockey so would you say that american football or the football as we guys call it here was a spin-off from rugby is it where it's originated from yeah i don't i'm not the greatest on the, the history of it but i think actually it was like teddy roosevelt or something like they, they they decided to put pads and helmets on guys and that's how football started i, I believe but it, it i think it was a spin-off of rugby you know it's definitely an older sport so in the way that it's going now i think football is uh, probably killing itself with with all the head injuries yeah. you know there's a lot of parents concerned and uh, there's definitely injuries in all sports like that's just how it works but I'd say on the average there's there's less head injuries with rugby it's a bit more appealing to parents for the youth and uh, I think that's where it's really got it gonna take hold in the in this country and uh, hopefully we can have a better showing at the next World Cup so <laughs> we haven't been that great in the last few of them so. yeah exactly so the, so let's talk about a little bit of the youth thing because I think that's the the way you grow a sport is you start developing kids early on showing them the love for the sport the teaching of it how involved are you with like youth sports around Austin with your clubs and things that you guys do down there? Yeah, so I'm not super involved with the youth program down in Austin. Um, I'm one of the coaches uh, of the Austin Black Rugby Club. I definitely support all the, the, the guys that do help out, work with with another coach, and he runs a big youth program. But I'm super supportive of it. You know, anytime there's like a fundraiser or they need help with anything, I'm always there. But yeah, like you said, if, if you want to grow something, it all comes with the youth. If You, you can't teach adults something and expect it to stick, but you know, if, if somebody picks it up at a young age, then 
and you know it's part of their culture growing up yeah for sure so. for sure yeah that, I think that just becomes ingrained into the the behaviors that you learn in, in any team sport for that matter is you, know, you learn teamwork camaraderie grit adversity you learn how to overcome that I think early and that's the to me the value in in the youth sport so now going back to like your beginnings as far as rugby goes now you went to college you actually became a history major right <laughs> yeah I've got a, one of those awesome degrees that I've never really used one of, the, <laughs> one of those four-year degrees but it's always hard to debate with you because you do have the uh, the history to go back on so. <laughs> so I was like wait a minute I'm fighting with a with a history teacher here so every time I end up arguing with you I end up uh, learning a few things you got your history degree and then you went and played you know talk about the the trip to Australia what made you go over there and, and what was that like yeah I mean so I I had moved from from Green Bay to Milwaukee and then I went down to uh, Dallas actually for a year to play rugby down there I didn't actually care for the city of Dallas very much it's just kind of a big concrete jungle just really not my cup of tea and you're not really a, a cold weather guy either it's killing you to be here right now yeah yeah the, this, <laughs> this morning was all right I don't own a coat so a little bit chilled yeah I went back to Milwaukee after Dallas and and a buddy of mine and I decided we were, what else are we gonna do let's 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 pack up our bags and uh, let's go go play for a bit so we we went to Australia we lived in Penrith which is uh, about 45 minutes west of Sydney in the Blue Mountains so we played in the Sydney Union there and it was awesome you know I didn't do anything all day but we'd just go to the gym and, and, and play ball so it's good to, uh, I think more people should get out and out of their comfort zone and travel at least and live in other cultures I guess the Australians aren't too different from Americans but you know you still get to meet you know lifelong friends and at least you get out of your little comfort zone yeah for sure and that's one thing you know I think early in your life that you did and that's awesome and like that's something that I want to do now as, as I get older is start traveling a little bit more and getting to know different cultures not just going to places because they have a swim up bar which I'm going to still do that that's awesome <laughs> I just got back from that but and getting things for free but yeah that's kind of the, the coolest part about where we're at in this at this point yeah I mean it's a it's a real big world out there I, I don't understand why more people don't take advantage of it you know you don't you don't really have to have a whole lot of money to travel either we were actually talking before the podcast about uh, you guys had some guests that just kind of figured out had a little bit in savings and then yeah, just kind of just kind of made it around and got a little bit of help here and there from people and uh, you know those are those are the things you'll, you'll take with you yeah I think too many people decide that they're going to work you know until they're they're 60 65 and then travel but by then you know maybe maybe your health isn't the greatest you're, you're not moving around as well so I think is you get out when you're younger and go do things and uh, it really shapes who you are it gives you a real better perspective on on people for sure that's awesome yeah and we talk about travel in our show quite a bit because me Monty we work quite a bit we have like two plus jobs unless you're from Mars I keep joking all the time any human needs a reset so going on vacation or doing something new traveling it always helps you and for me for example I actually get quite a genius and cool idea so I'm on vacation and resetting oh, yeah. well that's when you do your best thinking or even like even if you take a 15 minute break from your day and just sit there and turn the lights out and just think and meditate that's a big thing that's helped me out I don't do it as, as much as I should put the phone away put the phone on silent turn it off get rid of it lock it into some timer box I don't know get away from the phone and, and, and just think to yourself and when you do that my production levels go way up I did that this morning before I went to the gym is just soon the first thing I did when I woke up was just go through my day because I knew I had a crazy busy day and, and I got most of my stuff done already and it's not even you know it's around 10 o'clock in the morning right now so well that's cool it almost sounds like you have kids and been up like 6, yeah, right. 6 a.m. Yeah. Well, I, I went and did my thing so yeah I mean I agree with that 100% I, I've used you no know, sports for that a couple hours of every every other day you, you just go train lift weights clear your mind I think with new technology so interesting to people but we can definitely get wrapped up in it looking at a screen all day and I mean do you really remember 
remember anything you've actually looked at. Very few things. Right. It's just kind of like, I think it kind of really dulls people and yeah. their imaginations almost. Yeah, that's interesting. I just picked up the book on vacation and started reading the four hour work week. And it's amazing. Like I've been like paying attention to how much time I've wasted since I got back home. It's incredible how much time I've wasted where I could be putting, and I've still got two and a half full-time jobs and I'm just so unproductive at times where if I just put more effort into not being on Facebook or not being on social medias, and I know I have to be on there from times because that's an avenue for me to make some money. It's crazy how much we, we put into that stuff. And you could be out like, we talk about traveling the world. You wanna go to another country, pick up a language start learning a different language 15 minutes 20 minutes a day and that stuff will all add up over time on on how you do that or in my case like i've been talking about for you know since we started the podcast picking up a guitar you know learning how to play that or a keyboard or something and just broadening my mind that's kind of where hopefully i'm slowly getting to that point where it's becoming a habit uh yeah i, I mean i think uh there's definitely a time and place for social media and uh, if you use it properly and correctly it's, it's pretty awesome and you know you do, it is fun to to look at some fun stuff the day in and day out when you just find yourself just scrolling right mindlessly it's it's just a complete waste just a couple things i do i think it's you know because I'm, I'm i'm like uber competitive but i'll be competitive against myself like i'll go to the gym maybe i want to like i challenge myself from the, the the workout before like maybe i do one more rep maybe i do a little bit more weight yep. if i'm on some sort of like a rower or something i want to beat my last time and it, like and i i think that really sharpens the mind as well like when you don't do it you know you get that a bit of sense of failure which i think is actually really yeah. important for people as well like being able to fail and, and bounce back is, is probably almost as beneficial as you know to somebody who yeah. just wins all the time yeah so. yuri what's one of your favorite lines <laughs> yeah don't be afraid to suck at something yeah learn something new we we all suck so yeah. <laughs> what's at some things for sure everybody sucks at first nobody can go in and, and pick up a guitar and be kenny wayne shepherd or some of the best guitar players so the slash right we used to we went to the halloween one year me and little did his uh, guns and roses which was uh which was pretty awesome that was a great time that's i think the biggest thing is you're not gonna like we're in a world right now of instant gratification where we can get things instantly or within a day and go on Amazon and buy whatever we want is there in a day. But like to actually work for something and have the patience to fail and continually fail, but get better every single time. It's a little bit of a concern for me watching some, me working with as many kids as in the recruiting process. They want that scholarship the next day after they learn how it goes. And we have to learn how to become patient again and not balance that need for instant gratification. And then also that long-term accomplishment of long-term goals I think is really huge I mean just look at this podcast right it, you know when you had sent me a message originally you're like look I'm starting a podcast so I was like well wow you know I didn't know any of you what your intentions were and yeah. stuff like that but you put yourself out there from episode one to now I'm sure you learned you know a hundred times more you're continuing to progress with it you weren't afraid to fail yeah you're always going to get some kind of distraction some kind of haters but that's everything in life yeah. I find most people with, with that kind of negative outlook on life it's, it's something about themselves really right. that they don't like it's it's never really about what you do it's just something that they're not happy with themselves and that they're they they find some uh, outlet that they feel better when they can cut other people up with it so you say you're going to be able to do video now coming up soon so yep. i mean there it is baby steps through yeah, it's then. an evolution jen's going to be getting us uh, some mock-ups on our merch today that might have been the if you guys heard the facebook ding that might have actually been her sending over the first mock-up on on our t-shirts that we're we're going to start putting out there and handing out so we'll see what happens i mean we're just having fun with it right now 
now and we're getting a lot of positive feedback and people are taking things out of it and you know, it's growing and we've been listened to in almost 30 countries now. It's pretty cool. That's that's fantastic. You know, I, I actually like to listen to podcasts and stuff when I, when I do go for like runs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It just kind of clears my head and get to listen to stuff, get different perspectives. So I, I saw a weird stat. There's like hundreds of thousands of them now. Yeah. You know? Like it's anything you want to learn about is available. I think that's where like social media and technology is pretty cool. Yeah. I listen to, you know, I, I try to listen to some historic ones just because it's interesting to me. Like, I like a guy like Jocko Willink who's, you know, all about positivity and uh, kind of a motivational guy. Yep. You, whatever you want and the world's, world's there for you. Yeah. So. And that's a win-win situation, especially for you. If you can work out, you clear your mind, you do what you like to do, you're doing your good habits. And in the meantime, you're learning something while listening to a podcast and entertaining yourself. So you that's great. Your, your brain. brain. <laughs> 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 yeah, we haven't used that one in a we while, but was, that, that was great. Yeah. You know, we talked a little bit about your rugby. What's going on right now with your team down in, in Austin? Well, so I'm the head coach of the, the, we have three sides down in Austin. We're one of the, one of the top three clubs in the country, I would say. Year in and year out, we're always a contender for the Division One National Championship. Last year, we put, we were the only team in USA rugby history to put three sides through to the final eight. And then... Is that D1, D2, D3 then? Yeah. And then I'm the head coach of the Division Three side and an assistant for the ones and twos. And um, we're actually defending two-time national champions. And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. but should. It started, it was a handful of years ago. We we had a a meeting and uh, we were talking about starting the third side. And uh, they were, it was suggested to why don't I take the lead on it? And at first I wanted, I wanted zero interest in it. I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want to coach. I just want to play. I don't want to do it. And then the more I thought of it, you know, we all lose our rate to father time. I had a pretty good, like a self-talk to myself, like, look, you know, my physical skills are just eroding. It's, you know, the mind is still sharp. However, I just, you know, you lose speed. Speed kills in any sport. Yeah. So I said, I'll, I'll take it on. I'll do player coach. And then we um, we went 10-0 and in the first year. And then we lost in the, the second round of the playoffs, I think. And uh, the year after, there was a lot of a pretty good hype behind it. We actually took a, a big step backwards. I think we, I lost two games and, and there was a draw in another. You know, that was a bit humbling for me. Could have quit. I could have just done something else. But I didn't. Uh, in fact, what I did is I, I recruited really, really, really hard, um, you know, for the ones and twos. And it's like a trickle-down effect in the older guys. You yeah. play into the threes and stuff. And uh, yeah, we won. It was um, it was a pretty good season. It was, it was it was fun. You know, there was there were some real close games, and uh, maybe we shouldn't have won in the semifinals, but we, we pulled it out in the last couple minutes. And then last year, I did the same thing. I recruited, and uh, it wasn't as rewarding last year. I don't think we the margin of victories were a bit high. So you're pretty dominant. Yeah, kind of an easy easy go. Yeah, I guess I I like to have a lot of adversity. I think this year again on the national level is going to be super difficult. There's a lot of other really good clubs coming up. We'll see. It. This is it for me. This is the last uh, last year. I'm going to step aside from playing and coaching and uh, try something else in life. I don't really know anything else. I've been either playing or coaching since high school. So what are you thinking? What are you challenging yourself on? You know, I've always been real outdoorsy. Yep. And I, I really love fishing and hunting a lot. I think I'm just going to, uh, you know, transform into that. Yeah. And just I'll have time to, yeah. to really embrace it. I've never been a 50% person. It's I mean, they're all in or nothing. So. Yeah. yeah. That's the one thing, too. And I think, too, as you transition into potentially, you know, starting a hunting show or you know, having a blog or maybe you do a hunting podcast or something like that. Who knows? Like one of the cool things that you've always done that, that I like, and you and I have hunted together for a long time since going back to the high school days, your uncle and uh, and my dad were really great friends. And then fortunately your uncle passed away a few years ago, but we've always hunted together and got together during the, the hunting season. And <laughs> we've had some pretty funny experiences with uh, with challenging other people to gut our deer for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of like uh, sports. I kind of look at 
at hunting like that, but and not even necessarily as harvesting, because sometimes it's pure luck whether right. something's there. But but there's definitely techniques and stuff you can work on. I'm I'm constantly going to the shooting range. If I'm going to go bird hunting, I'll, I'll go shoot like sporting clays. Yeah. And constantly just doing that. There's you know there's definitely techniques you use for for that. Fitness is a big thing as well. You know I'm not one of some overweight guy that just wants to crawl into a blind and right. just sit there like I, get, I like to get out in the, get out, in drink the world. Beer and then go back to your blind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah not my style at all. Yeah. I like to uh, like to get out and hike and stuff like that. And so I, I take it at a real serious aspect that kind of thing because yeah. I would always hate to imagine I couldn't climb up a hill because I was too tired. But on the other side of the hill was maybe that's your your dream goal or right. like animal that you know I don't want to leave myself for failure because it's because of something I could control. Yeah, that's huge right there. Like in anything, what you just said there, don't leave yourself for failure because of things that you can control. And I've had some pretty good conversations with kids about that lately. That's huge. If there's something you can control and you want to have happen, then go do it because you're the only one to blame if you don't do it. It's kind of funny. I, I was looking at your your little picture up there on the wall. It's like you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty true though. I mean, with, without taking a chance, like you don't know. And then you always have that, well, what if I would have? Right. Right. So I would yeah. rather try something, fail. Maybe I don't like it or you know but but then i know yeah then you don't have any regrets anyway that's like gary v's biggest thing that's one of the things that i started looking at a couple years ago when i started following him one of the first videos i ever saw and you can go on youtube and and do this is you know regret is poison and when you you know his example is go to any nursing home in the country and talk to an 80 90 year old person and the first thing they're going to tell you is i wish i would have did this or i wish i would have did that it wasn't oh i did this and i shouldn't have it's they always wish they did more with that that one life that you, I mean, that's huge. Experience is everything. You can have a real big checkbook, but if you haven't really done anything, like, what's the point? Yeah. Like, so you can buy a new couch or a bigger TV, like, that, like that stuff to me doesn't really... Or the really... assholes that say, I'd rather cry in my Ferrari. Yeah, yeah, like, who cares? <laughs> like, I don't, like, that stuff to me doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it's all about my experiences in life, because that's what, that's what shapes you as a person. You know, obviously, money is awesome, because it allows you to do right. those kind of things if you have that kind of personality, but yeah, it's definitely all about, all about the, yeah. the experiences in our life. That's what you hold on to yeah. the most. Yeah, and for me, the older I'm getting, the less things I need. I've been selling stuff off and things like that. I'm enjoying buying houses, but I'm doing it because it's fun. I'm not doing it because it's going to make me rich, although maybe it will, but that'll all be part of the process. But my end game isn't to get rich. I'm just having fun with transitions and buying houses and helping. And now, now I get to train Yuri on how to do some of this stuff, which is more fun for me than it is the end game. I'm more in, into the process than I am the actual end result. Yeah, and you constantly learning something new with every person project you meet new people or new contract or something also yeah. so it's fun like we said before it's not about the money well for yeah. some people it is but coming back to that ferrari i'd rather laugh in my mitsubishi than cry in ferrari yeah, so right? <laughs> <laughs> you picked a mitsubishi huh yeah that i think i had eight mitsubishis in a row so <laughs> he's got a type everybody yeah. yuri's got a type so all right so little now we you know one thing i think that's cool too is you know we go back to the hunting part the one thing i like about what you and and, uh, and Jenna have done is you guys pretty much don't buy any of your own meat. You guys are, you know, you guys are harvesting your own meat and you're pretty much eating that, right? Yeah, correct. I haven't bought meat in years. You know, I'll, I'll buy like a brisket or something like that to put on the smoker. I definitely, I'm not like a over the top psycho about health, but I look at some of the, the big factory farms and all the stuff they pump into the meat and I just, it can't be good for you. You know, everybody seems to get cancer at some point. Definitely ways to, to help, help yourself. You know, and I enjoy hunting and fishing. So yeah, we've got a big freezer and uh, we, uh, we hunt and fish and 
and that's how we get our meat. We built a little greenhouse this year to try to, to grow some vegetables and stuff. It didn't quite work out. <laughs> the uh, the Texas sun just kind of cooked everything. <laughs> it's like putting it in an oven. We failed on that, but we'll definitely try again. I, you know, there's some certain things like peppers and stuff we can we can have our own. And you get a bit of satisfaction, I think, more than, you know, going to a store and just grabbing something out of the aisle. You know, it's something you, you worked hard for. And yeah. then you definitely get to have a, uh, a bit more, uh, I don't know what the word is. but I mean, satisfaction, probably. Probably, it's probably yeah for sure and maybe. yeah and then i mean if you look at all the studies as well it's it's you know three times as healthy you right. know, there's not as much fat in it the protein content is is like three times as much there's always that aspect as well he might be little but he's got big muscles <laughs> oh yeah like huge <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're going to turn this over to you now it's time for q a you get to ask us any questions except for how we started the podcast because we answered that one a couple times now but go ahead yeah so i guess i was i'm just real curious yuri is do you miss anything from belarus my friends my family but i still communicate with my friends i call my parents every week they come visit like at least every two years. What I don't miss is our political system and bureaucracy that was kind of turning point for me when I moved to United States 17 years ago. I miss few things, but I do believe that United States is my new home. That's why I took action many years ago and moved here. Sure, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's now a, a US citizen as well. Oh, congrats. Went through the whole process of long process, but you know, he did what he needed to do. And... Yeah, well, I did it all the right way, I would say. Yeah, so. I would say so yeah, had a green belican now belican yep had a <laughs> green card for 10 years and got my citizenship last year so i yeah. proudly have two passports now belarusian and american that's awesome what kind of sports did you are you a hockey fan or i was a hockey fan so i played hockey in elementary and middle school nothing professional it was more, more like a learning curve i was pretty good nothing too turbo i've always played soccer with my friends since i could remember i did a lot of swimming so swimming was pretty good i did swimming for our team in college and then I moved to United States, so it kind of never skyrocketed for me. I'm a littler guy, so if I would probably took more action back in the day, training and working out, I would probably be in a better place. But I had fun. I tried it. So And there was no social media back then. We keep bringing it up all the time. So even probably related to you guys, there was no social media and no phone. So we actually spent time outdoors. We were doing games and parkouring climbing trees <laughs> fishing yeah you just did it for the, yeah, did yeah. for the love we, we had a tackle football league when we were when we were young we kept all the fantasy stats and, <laughs> and did all that in the winter we were playing on our friends ponds or in the backyard so yeah so i'm surprised you weren't a, a ski jumper belarus is pretty known for their ski jumpers i did not do a ski jumper but you guys gonna make fun of me for this one good i spent Four years in my life, anywhere from middle school to high school, and even first year in college, rollerblading. Ooh, <laughs> like competitively? I was pretty good. I did a few things in the half ramp. I could do jumps. I was really fast. I could do like a slide down the stairs. I was pretty decent. I'll find a video someday. I was going to say, I, I want to see this. <laughs> 
and my wife's still making fun of me up to this day for my rollerblading. <laughs> When's the last time you put on the rollerblades? About eight years be ago. About it. <laughs> eight, eight years ago, it was before kids. Me and Sergey rollerbladed back in our <laughs> Memorial Drive apartment, right at the Lost Lake. Oh place. yeah, right around the Lost Lake beer bong time. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, we did it with our friends, and so actually was fun. We would put our rollerblades and we'll just go throughout the whole city all day long and it kind of kept us from being in trouble because even though technical nerds and I had good degrees at school but I was a decent troublemaker as my parents would say. A decent troublemaker. <laughs> Not a full-blown one but a decent one. Well I never got caught too much. So, so you were a good one. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, a sneaky troublemaker. Sneaky. Sneaky rush. Stretch the rules. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. Nice. <laughs> uh, All right. So you got anything else? There's not a whole lot of questions I have for you. I've known right, you for yeah, a while. Yeah. I do. So when you get the video, are you gonna are you gonna have it up here in the office? Yes. Well, the cool thing is we're gonna be able to be a little bit more remote. So I think what we want to do, hopefully providing an extra win for local businesses, but we want to go into businesses and interview the owners and the workers and things like that as part of the podcast and just pick their philosophies. And maybe they won't be as long because you know, obviously they got to get back to work. But you know, maybe we do like 10, 15 minute long video podcast and then we'll maybe keep doing these longer ones as well we'll kind of see where it goes again it's kind of learn as you go grow as you learn so more of like a news reporting a little bit yes. i would say more anyway. like of a video cast like a shorter version of yeah. our podcast I don't know if it'd be like news i don't know like an advertisement for them but you get to see the real people behind the business i think that's the one thing we always look at the sign and the products but you really really never know who's behind the scenes unless you actually know them personally i think that's something i want to be able to bring out as people is hey listen these are real people People. These are people who are in our communities. These are people who have great philosophies. They've obviously took action. They've, they're a lot of times entrepreneurs who weren't afraid to step out of their comfort zones and go out and do it. And a lot of them are charitable, you know, and I think that's another thing where they have maybe a message or something that, that we can bring attention to along the way as well. Awesome, awesome. So more like of a like take action interview right in the yeah, spot, right? Yeah, why not? What the hell? I mean, we'll probably start in the office just because it's a controlled environment. After that, I mean, the sky's the limit for it. We can branch out to and do whatever we want there. You know, big picture, take action entertainment, baby. <laughs> for Joe Rogan, look out. Yeah, coming right. for him. <laughs> That's right. We're coming for you, Joe. Wrap things up here. Little, Ryan Little, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been fun. You've got some great stuff, great stuff today, and uh, it's, it's pretty cool. We'll get a... Uh, Get Ben Lau in Vegas to listen in on this one. <laughs> nice. And like I said, it was very interesting for me. I was not very familiar with rugby, but every podcast I learned a thing or two or six or seven from our guests. Yeah, we didn't really get into the uh, actual rugby itself. That's because it would be a one-man podcast with our guest here. So. <laughs> yeah. so anyway, well, thanks again, guys, for listening. Thanks again, Little, for coming on. Yuri, you want to break us down here let us know where they can find us? Yeah, absolutely. If you guys like social media, we are on the Facebook. Facebook, uh, it's Take Action Podcast with Monty and Yura. We are on Twitter, it's Take Action Pod MY. Instagram as well, it's Take Action Podcast MY. We have our own professional LinkedIn page, YouTube channel, Take Action Podcast with Monty and Yura. Make sure you subscribe because we started making small videos from weather update to class role, Monty's scuba diving, and we're only going to get better and better this year. We're going to bring stuff to the next level. And if you want to download any of our podcasts, we are on basically 
any platform, any place you can imagine. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Public Radio, and like I said, blah, blah, blah. Google. Google, yeah, you open that magic search window, Google. You take those fingers and you type in Take Action Podcast with Monty and Yura. And if you don't like to do any work, you won't have to because we are will be within first search results. Yeah, for sure. And you can, you, know, you want to give out your Instagram handle so people can follow you on your uh, new journeys? Yeah, I, uh, I put it, started a little uh, Instagram type thing. And, uh, you know, mostly it's just kind of pictures and tips, you know, for hunting. So it's uh, RL on the loose. Yeah. So RL on the loose, all one word. Uh, you can find him there and, you know, follow his journeys. He's just starting up too. So it's kind of fun to see, watch his transition as he goes from rugby coach, national champion rugby coach to hunting guy, yeah. hunting and fishing guy. So we maybe do an episode when I come down in a couple of months. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, it will be great. And uh, heads up go to you because you're not afraid to take action. You switch in from something you did all of your life to completely different venture, adventure. So this is great. Yep. Uh, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, well, I guess wrap up here. You want to do your Shakira? Yeah. Boom. And Shakira. <laughs>